The following is a Just Green production brought to you by the Might Be News Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Might Be Brews, Season 2, Episode 13, the podcast where we explore the people, places, and brews of the craft beer world. My name is John. With, with me, as always, Mr. Steve. How you doing today? We've made it one year. Has it been one year now? It's been one year. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. Do you not get Facebook memories? Like, what's I, Maybe on? I just don't pay attention to That's them. That's the only reason I knew, quite honestly. That's crazy. Because it popped up. That's awesome. You're, you're pontificating now. An entire year we've been doing this podcast. <laughs> That's amazing. Congratulations. Uh, congratulations to you, too. <laughs> nice work. Nice work. Uh, the man behind the board is me tonight. My brother Taylor could not be here, so everything's kind of switched up. We're actually not in the normal studio. We are uh, actually at Mr. Steve's house recording, so this is a whole new thing for us. But we have a very, very special guest this week. It's not entirely beer-related, but from what I think, what I understand, a local legend with a very unique story, we have James Oley from Binge House Pizza. James, how you doing tonight? Good. Thanks for having me. Thanks Welcome. for being here. I'm so pumped. I've... Um, been following you on social media for a long time. I've tried getting you on pop outs before and failed, like did not get them in time. And, um, but I've been wanting to do this. I've been wanting to try your pizza for a long time. So I'm super pumped. Thank you for being here. No, thank you. It, it was pretty funny when John brought you up. I, he, you know, said, Oh, the binge house pizza guy. And I was like, okay, that'd be cool. Yeah. We can have some pizza on the podcast. And he's like, Oh, he likes beer too. And I was like, Oh, wait a second. What? Yeah. Like now we've got ourselves a, a, a podcast Absolutely. going on. So I don't, I don't think we've ever done anything like this. We, we have beer guys or, you know, beer friends. It's always centered around beer or, or a brewery. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun to bring something in a little different. But we're still going to drink beer. We're still going to drink beer. Speaking of. Let's do it. Cracking beers. We've got a, uh, a gift from my buddy Fish, Mike Fisher. You might see him commenting on our uh, Facebook posts and whatnot. Shout out, Fish. How you doing, buddy? What's going on? Thanks for the brews. We've got Sneak Box, uh, American Pale Ale from Cane Brewing over in Jersey. What part of Jersey? Any idea? I They're northern. They're north of where we are, but I don't know how far north. Gotcha. I was just uh, in Jersey for work up um, near the Meadowlands, the Oranges area. I don't and, know if it's uh, that know. far north. Yeah, I'm not sure where they're at. And it says Ocean Township. Kane, right? Kane. Yeah, okay. But awesome. um but Fish likes to bring me over some uh some Jersey goodies. Uh it, it's it's pretty funny. He's over in Jersey. Um the week that he came over here for a friend of ours birthday party, I had to go to Jersey. Okay. For <laughs> a different birthday party, so we kind of missed each other. So, but um let's see uh, let's get into it. This Kane Pale Ale. Cheers guys. Cheers, Thanks guys. for coming over. That's a that's a good beer. It's a nice uh, freshie off for us. You know, there's almost a it's it's good. It's hoppy. It's got kind of like that New England profile to it. I'm getting some juiciness uh, off of those hops, but um, it's, it's also kind of creamy on the finish. It's, it's kind of nice, creamy mouthful. It's still got a little bitterness in there. Yeah, it keeps you honest. It does it's tasty though? I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a it's a good uh, for for it just being a pale. I'm trying to find the AV AB five point four. It is yeah, there is a good amount of bitter and it, and it's got a, a 
A lot of mouthfeel. It's a, it's a pretty bold beer for a pale ale. It's got a lot of mouthfeel for a pale. It's a very good yeah. uh, good observation. But I could definitely drink a couple of these, especially a 5.4. Yeah. Thanks for only bringing one fish. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, um, James, I guess before we get into beers or pizza stuff, I want to ask you a little bit about beer background so we get an idea, um, get, get to know you a little bit on a beer level. So um, what are some of your favorite beers? What are you into? Oh, mostly IPAs. Um, but like a lot of people, I think I drink more stouts in the fall and winter. Yep. Um, but yeah, mostly IPAs, some nails, and then stouts. Yeah. Yes. As the seasons change, we all kind of drift towards the stouts. Absolutely. I've been like craving them bad lately now that it's gotten cold. See, I've been drinking them so much that I've actually gone the other way. Now I want IPAs. Oh, really? Because I had like second week of October, I started going stouts, and especially Halloween night. I was out there. It was all stouts. So now I'm like craving the hop again. Yeah, I, I, I've been, I guess, staying with the hops. I haven't gotten enough. I haven't got my my uh, stout fix yet. So um, do you remember, James, like your one of your first craft beer experience experiences where, you know, were, were you in college doing, you know, like everybody else having um you know, Miller lights and whatever. And then you had some kind of beer that kind of changed your mind and, and leaned you towards wanting to craft beer versus, you know, what's popular. Unfortunately, I don't uh, remember that crossover. Um, and there was a crossover sometime because I used to drink some pretty nasty stuff. <laughs> right. um, what's the, what's the worst? You, you, I have mine right in mind, the top of my head. What's do you remember the worst beer you've ever had? No. No, I don't know the worst. I'll, but- tell, you, I'll tell you mine. Golden Anniversary. <laughs> what, what is that? I, if urine could then <laughs> pee in a can, that would be Golden Anniversary. Worst beer I've ever had. I, mean, I can think of like worst craft beer I've ever had, but as far as just like a beer that's on the shelf that, that people are buying and you don't know why. I, I want to say it was uh, $7 a case, somewhere in that range, and it was just oh, horrible yeah <laughs> that sounds terrible horrible seven dollars a case that sounds incredible well um i guess to rate it i'm probably gonna do like a four i guess there's a really solid beer i go four two five on that bad boy for a pale ale it's it's got a lot of flavor a lot of depth to it i, mean, I dig it yeah i could uh could drink more than one that's for certain drinking mass quantities as my friend fish likes to say yeah james what do you think you want to rate you yeah, don't have to rate it's okay no i would give it a a solid four yeah, I, I'm, I agree. It's just a, a solid, solid beer. So let's um, let's let's talk about pizza because um, you brought some. I guess we got to try to figure out a way to, to pass this around too. I got it. I'll figure it out. You got it. You're the man. So um, what what made you start making homemade pizzas? Um, my wife and I are transplants from Luzerne County, northeastern Pennsylvania. Okay, and where we grew up there, it's, there's a lot of, um, it's kind of pizza centric area. Um, there's a lot of different styles and we had our favorites and there's nothing around our area of Chester County like it. And we needed our fix a lot more often than we were able to go back home and get it. So I started experimenting with dough and learning about dough and, um, just all you know i dove headfirst into that that world and it took several years 
to get where I'm at now. And it's, it's just a learning, it's a lifelong learning process. It'll never be over with, but, um, yeah, so it, it was born out of wanting to eat the pizza I grew up with and not have to drive a five hour round trip to get it. Yeah. Did, do you, um, do you follow that guy on Facebook, the pizza guy, um, from Barstool that has like a slice oh, yeah. almost every day? Yeah. You like yeah. that stuff? Do you get a kick out of him? I mean, there's a, there's a yes and no. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like some of the stuff he does, but then it, it, it is okay to watch once in a while. Yeah. It cracks me up. I, I get a kick out of it and, um, it really does just make me crave pizza, like watching him, you know, talk about it or whatever. But right. um, where you used to live is that anywhere near Old Forge? It is. Yeah, I heard like I saw that I hadn't heard of Old Forge until I saw him go there. Yeah, Old Forge is the self-proclaimed pizza capital of the world. Um, I don't, I don't particularly think it's the best pizza that I've had. A lot of people do, um, but just in that same area, there's pizzas that I think are way better than Old Forge pizza, um, but they don't have that title uh, pizza capital of the world attached right. to them. So are you partaking? Not right now. Okay. Thanks. So what do you call this style of pizza? Cause it's a very distinct shape and size. So what, what, what do you call this? Well, I call it Detroit style because of the, the dough and the caramelized cheese around the edge, but it isn't, uh, I don't make it in a strict sense of Detroit style. Um, they put their toppings on particular order and, uh, this and that, uh, mine. So mine's technically a hybrid of Detroit style pizza and I guess, uh, Northeast PA pan fried, but, but for, you know, keep it simple. It's Detroit style pizza. Okay. So the first thing you notice visually, I don't know about you, but the first thing I notice is this ring of, crustiness webbing around mm -hmm. the top edge is that the cheese you were talking about or is that the crust coming up no that is caramelized cheese and it just it's really good this is incredible this is just the cheese that we're having right now and so I, there's a lot of things i want to ask about because the dough is that I, I, I don't know i feel like i can get a flavor profile off of like each element of the pizza like I'm getting, I think some kind of like, uh, like butteriness or something that's coming off of the, uh, the crust. And then the sauce is really good. And there's something there's, I'm getting something in there. I can't tell what it is, but I feel like there's a special ingredient in there that's making it stand out from just like a regular tomato sauce. And, um, that's incredible. But th that cheese ring, I think just makes it like perfect. It's awesome. Yeah. That's, uh, usually everyone's favorite part of it i'm trying to debate do i chew real close to the mic to to bring the listeners <laughs> in or is that just going to gross people out i think if allison's listening from relatable radio well, you know she's that she's it. all about the chewing <laughs> sound. stuff I, i'm going to go for a bite close to the mic to get this uh, get this in ring. get the crunch that cheese ring is so good so you brought us um Four pizzas, I think, right? Yes. How much time did it take to prepare those? Um, to bake one of the pizzas, it really just takes 10 to, um, 10 to 15 minutes. 
Um, it's the food prep that takes the longest. Sure. So like setting up dough and things like that. I mean, that, that's got to take a while, right? Dough, I usually do a 24-hour dough. So I do it the day before I'm going to use it. Um, this dough, however, is a same-day dough because I've been busy the last few days. Um, this dough was probably made within two hours of baking. Um, so tech, generally the longer the dough sits, the better it is, but it, it's still fine. I think same day doughs are fine. How many combinations of like, or different variations of dough did you do before you, I mean, have you settled on, on what you're at now pretty much, or like how many recipes did it take to get to where you are now? And same thing for like the sauce. Oh man. Um, the dough, I, I can't tell, I can't give you a number. <laughs> I, I was testing, I've been testing doughs for, for years, sure. uh, making slight changes here, slight changes there. At one time I was, um, baking doughs every night of the week for, you know, I, a long while. I can't tell you how long. And I mean, that's how the name binge house pizza came about is how many, um, just all my taste testing. Sure. Every night. How many pizzas you were having just throughout the week? Yeah. An incredible amount. So how you say this is a pan pizza. Is there, do you have special pans made? Did you come across a pan that you really liked? Do you have more than one? Um, I do have special pans. They weren't custom made for me. Uh, anyone can get them. There are several pan manufacturers out there and um, they all do make good pizzas i have my favorite um but yeah they, they are pretty expensive um like a small pan could be almost 40 dollars. oh wow so if you go to detroit is this common to see this shape and size of pizza that's made in like this like a similar pan um you know i've never been to detroit so i can't say for <laughs> sure uh not yet anyway but yeah i th i think in the industry with the detroit style pizza the two um, popular sizes uh, are eight by 10 and then like a 10 by 14 and the 10 by 14 might be the one you see uh, more of, I'm not sure, but, and, um, but yeah, they're all rectangular or square and uh, cut in that fashion. Sure. So talk about the pop-ups a little bit, because I, you know, what you're, what you're saying now is like you were, you were binging so much, you're taste testing, experimenting making who knows how many pizzas a week that you're consuming yourself or having a taste of and tossing the rest so yeah. like you, that probably is part of the reason why it evolved into doing pop-ups right oh definitely yeah well first let me uh just say that i have not been doing pop-ups i'm i'm done with them for now um several reasons i'm one being i'm just really busy and i'm trying to get um other stuff going but yeah the pop-ups came about because I was going through so much pizza. I was throwing so much away. I figured it would be a good way to get a read on how people in this area liked this style of pizza. Sure. Um, so I started pop-outs and um, I think my first one, I had one person sign up. It was my neighbor and um, and I think I messed up the pizza. Maybe I can't remember, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um, but it gradually grew and became a thing. Yeah. 
That's so crazy. So like how many pop-ups do you think you've done um, over the years? Any idea? Well, I can separate them from ones that I've had out of my house where people come and pick up the pizzas and then ones I've had at outside locations. In outside locations, I've only had uh, three or four. Um, out of my house, um, I don't know. I Maybe just 30, 40. No way, that I, many. I I, I, it's hard to tell. I, yeah. I never really kept track. No, I hear you. That's really crazy, though. So you had people. So I guess the way I found out about it was people were sharing it, and it was almost like locally going viral. I think a lot of people were talking about it. I'd read a news article, and people were like just sharing it. Like, this pizza is incredible. If you are lucky enough to sign up, in time uh, to to get on the list for a pop-up event, um, you would get some awesome pizza. And um, I remember, I think I tried signing up for it twice. And by the time I found out about it and looked it up, you were completely booked up. Yeah, I, I there's a lot of hype over it. Um, I mean, that, that makes me happy in one way, and I'm glad people like it. But um, I was really bummed out when you know, people, I kept hearing from the same people that couldn't get one and it just, there was no perfect way to do it. Um, I, I was doing, I think the best way that I could figure out how to, how to do it. And, but it was by far, uh, perfect. Um, but yeah. Yeah. A lot of the beer places have come across that same thing. There's, there's more demand for what you can make. Yeah. And there's no real good way to get it out. Do you do a line release? Do you do Eventbrite signups? Do you do just announce it and have people come over? There's so many different ways you could do, and you're never going to please everybody. Yeah. Not to mention distribution and things like that. People, when they get so much demand, they're like, maybe if I expand my footprint, I can get the beer to them. But, you know, at what point do you, you know, go, uh, go too far? But I don't know. That's really cool, man. It's so, I I guess it's got to be a really cool feeling to have such demand for your product when um, you're just trying to still figure it out and make it the way that you want to make it. it. It is, but then there, that comes with problems too. Um, it's taken me longer to get a spot opened up sure, um, a lot longer than I predicted. So, um, you know, I have people who are kind of at one time were interested, but are now disinterested and naturally. So I probably would be too. Um, and like I already said, I wasn't, there were a lot of people who wanted to get a pizza and couldn't. And then also a lot of the hype, uh, it's good to have hype, but then, you know, I feel like when it's so hyped up, there's really nothing, it's hard to meet those expectations. So you might have it and be let down, you know, if you're expecting, you know, heaven on a crust and you just get a pizza. (laughs) I don't know, man. I think it was that popular for a reason. And I think the pizza is that good, but let's, uh, let's get into another beer. And uh, where are we going next? Are we going our, uh, our styling and profiling segment? Styling and profiling. Woo! So what are, you brought this this week? What did you bring? I, I bring them every week. What do you mean? You, you do bring them every week. About. I don't act like <laughs> I'm acting like I've ever contributed to this. No, you did the one time. Didn't you bring the, uh, maybe. international pale or something? Yeah, maybe who knows? So we are up to the, uh, international dark lager. Uh, and actually one of the commercials examples of this that I was, uh, easily able to find at our local Wegmans was a Shinerbach that, uh, 
your overall impression, a darker, somewhat sweeter version of uh, International Pale Lager with a little more body and flavor, but equally restrained in bitterness. Uh, low bitterness leaves the malt as the primary flavor element, and the low hop profiles provide very little in the way of balance. Um, so there's a couple different commercial examples, a couple that I can't pronounce. Um, Baltica? Baltica? Huh. Number four, uh, Devil's Backbone, uh, Dixie Black and Voodoo, St. Pauli Girl Dark. Remember the last time you had a St. Pauli Girl? No. I don't either. <laughs> I don't know if I ever have. Uh, San Miguel Dark and uh, our Shinerbach. Shinerbach. I remember um, being new to craft beer and traveling, and uh, I think it was at like a hotel lobby, like open bar type thing, and this was the beer they had. And I was like, holy crap, this is actually pretty good. And uh, I probably had too many of them because they were free. So uh, did you try it yet? How does it does it live up to your memory of the beer? It does. I think it's really easy drinking, but still flavorful. And, um, you know, I like lagers and whatnot. And I think that this kind of um, just has that little bit of a darker note to it. Some some caramel and darker malts are coming through. Got a real nice biscuity nose. I really like the nose on it. Yeah. It might be a little thin for when I would think of a traditional Bach. I think it feel a little bit more chewy, a little bit more heft, heft, yeah. a bit more heft to it. Sure. But um, but it's still got a nice taste to it. It's a good flavor. You think um, that's a lot of what's behind the very popular things is like the ones that are so big, like Shiner, would be that it's just like a little thin, a little bit more easier drinking than like the actual traditional style would be. As Taylor likes to say, accessibility is, is a big part of that. And yep. when you're trying to mass produce and get your beer out as much as a Shinerbach is, that's definitely going to be a part of it. Yeah, it's a little thin, a little watery, but it's still good. I mean, I, I could easily drink a bunch of these. I'm, I'll am i give it a, a 375 for the style. Yeah, I'll, I'll do a 375 also. What do you think? For the style, I'd give it a... Th- Maybe a three nine. Yeah. 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 I, I I dig it. What do you think about a another slice of pizza? You want a little pepperoni there? I'm gonna do pepperoni. Pepperoni is my preferred slice. I usually get pepperoni, and when I saw this pepperoni, I got excited because um, I like this style. What do you call this? Like it's just very. It's a much smaller than like a regular. Is it just a thinner? The pepperoni. Yeah. That is cup and char pepperoni. Okay. Yeah, so, and the way that it like cups up and crisps on the edges just makes it look like it's going to be so tasty. Yeah, and it's like a, a little chalice that holds its oil. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, what, what do you? Uh, what's the green on top of here? Is that that's just some basil? Basil, gotcha. Yeah. So, when you were doing these pop ups, I know pizza is a very it's a very personal thing for a lot of people, and obviously around here you can see a Sicilian, but it's mainly a Neapolitan. Did you? have people respond to it like oh this isn't the kind of pizza i'm used to were they open to the idea of something a little bit different no it was pretty well received um you know i when i was doing those pop-outs uh i asked for people's opinions whether they be good or bad and i'm sure a lot of people didn't give me everything they thought about all their pizzas um but it was mo- all the feedback I got was generally good. Uh, they they like the style, um, as you guys mentioned, the caramelized crust around the edge, and there's a good amount of uh, transplants around here from 
um, the area where this pizza is up, up, uh, Northeastern Pennsylvania and they're liking it too. So that was, uh, something that I enjoyed hearing that, that it, it could relate to, uh, what I was trying to, um, mimic. Sure. I, I love the pepperoni. I think there's a lot of good flavor going on here, but that, that cheese crust is definitely the part of this that just like takes it way over the top. Like it's just, it's already a fantastic piece of pizza and it, but it's so unique. It's not, it's not a floppy New York style. It's not a, you know, Chicago Uno deep dish pizza. It's not pan pizza from pizza hut. I mean, it's its own thing. And I just, I'm, I don't know. I'm crazy about it. I'm like super pumped now. Like I really hope that one day you can find a way to make a restaurant happen and put this out there. Cause I mean this, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just crazy about it. But what goes into the sauce? Like how much, how much time does it take to, to do the sauce? I think John's trying to rip you off here just for the record. He's, <laughs> yeah, he he's wants, jotting down notes. <laughs> he wants me to, uh, John, John house pizza will be out soon. <laughs> <laughs> he wants me to distribute my uh, recipe uh, to the, to the masses here. Um, the sauce, it takes no time at all. Like, okay. I could, um, there isn't a whole lot to it. There might be, uh, uh, half secret to to it but yeah you don't have to get any of that i just you know you hear stories about italians growing up and their mom is you know sitting at the stove slow roasting tomatoes for hours to make you know sauce for dinner and you you know i'm just curious if any of that goes into it or do you have a process i guess it's more streamlined and no um i mean there's people that make their sauce and let it uh simmer all day long and apply it to the pizza after the pizza is baked, which is how traditional Detroit style pizza is done. Uh, and then there's people who have a sauce and they put it on the pizza and it bakes on the pizza in the oven and that's it. And that's how I do it. I don't, I don't make the sauce all day long and um, nothing like that, but, but it, you have to choose a good, you know, a good base, a good company for the, the tomato sauce uh, ingredients and, Sure. Well, I was going to ask, where, where do you source a lot of your ingredients? Like, do you, do you just get it locally at grocery stores now or? Most of it. Yeah. I, I get from uh, local grocery stores. Um, I get quality ingredients. I don't put anything in there. Um, you know, that is cheap or, or what I, if there's a product that I want, I get it. Sure. It's not, um, you know, giant brand shredded American. Right. Correct, yeah, right. right. <laughs> now I hear you. That's awesome. No, I'm um, I, I can't get over that crust, man. I think it just the the texture, the flavor, everything about it just really sets off the whole experience. And I think I think that's a big part of what makes it um so unique. But the rest of it is just it's awesome. Oh, thank you. Are you doing this in a regular oven, some sort of wood fired oven, a super hot oven? What are we cooking in? No, I just make them in my home oven. Yeah, whenever I'm uh, in the mood for a pizza, or my wife's in the mood for a pizza, or you know, bring it over to have with you guys, my home oven. If you had a dream oven to do this in, would it be just, you know, something regular? Or would you, would you like the idea of wood or coal fired or anything like that? Um, do you think it would play a big difference in, in how they come out? Yeah. I mean, this, these pan pizzas, certain ovens are good at cooking certain pizzas. Um, wood fired ovens, 
cook those. Uh, you know, they're really meant for those Neapolitan pizzas with the, the leopard charring on the crust that you see. Sure. Um, and they cook fast, right? Those things are usually like yeah, 700 or 1,000 degrees. Uh, close to 1,000 degrees. Yeah. And the pizza's done in like, I don't know, 30, 60, 90 seconds. Something right. Like <laughs> um, no, for my style of pizza, a traditional deck oven. Okay. Yep. Or a conveyor oven mm-hmm. or a deck oven. Yeah. Awesome. What, um, we've got time to maybe crack one more do the uh the last one i got here from yeah. my buddy fish let's do that we've got a collab between cape may brewing and left hand brewing which left hand is out of colorado they do milk st- they or, do the milk stout yep. um so i would not have guessed these two guys would have gotten together but uh somebody knows somebody uh this is called ties the room together it is a white cream stout very interesting so let's take a look at what we're seeing here I, I can't decide whether or not I like white stouts or not. It definitely pours as just a regular golden type ale. Yeah, that's what it looks like. <laughs> well, wait till you smell it. Though. <laughs> it does not smell like a regular uh, uh, golden ale. It smells of, of just straight stout. How do they pull it off? Like, isn't a stout like roasted malts? I don't know. It smells like a straight stout. But if you close your eyes, I, you, you'd never know. No. So let's um let's give her a taste here. What's the ABV while you're uh, looking there? Looking for it's one pint. I can tell you that. <laughs> it's a sixteen ounce can. Um, eight point five. It's really tasty though. It's got a creaminess to it that I like. It's just so trippy to look at. Yeah, for me, I'd say it's probably a little too creamy for my liking. But um, it's got a really nice body to it. You know, there's nothing really thin about it. Uh, brewed with coffee beans, cocoa nibs, lactose, and vanilla. Half of those things are dark, and there's nothing dark about this beer. There's nothing dark the about this beer. Chocolate and coffee. <laughs> it might be lighter than the uh, pale ale that we had. <laughs> right. That's the scary right. thing. Right, I know. This is the third time I had this beer, and the first time I thought it was amazing. The second time, uh, it didn't live up to the first time. It, I didn't really care for it that much. And right now, I kind of like it again. It's, I don't know, it's weird. It's got good flavors. It's like unique. I just, I don't know. I wish, I wish they would call it something else. And I'd be like, wow, this is its own style that, I mean, I guess it is with a white stout, but. Well, you, you hear a stout and you want tar. Yeah. You want motor oil. Yep. We know what you are. <laughs> no, I hear you. Um, I, I guess I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go. I'm gonna go three seven five. It's it it is good. Like I think if you if you know what it is, this is a well done beer. There, there's a lot of strong flavors in it. It's incredibly well balanced. But at, you know the, all those little the little flavors you mentioned do come through in the beer. Um, it's full bodied. You know, it's just I I don't know if I would go out of my way. I'm going four two five. I like it. I like the I like that the coffee is there, but it's not overpowering. It's probably a, a one of the more balanced. From a coffee standpoint, it doesn't overpower the coffee, but it's there. The 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 lactose does kind of smooth it out a little bit. I get the vanilla. I could take a little bit more chocolate, but uh, but I really like that. Yeah, chocolate. I, I hear you. When you said that, I was thinking like just a decadent white chocolate something that, that could really set this off. I wonder if those will go with the uh, my wife's cookies that I made that she Ooh, made here. I forgot they were down here. They're white chocolate chip uh, macadamia nut. Yeah, I bring believe. one over there, quick. What do you think, James? I like it. I'd give it a four. I wonder if this is an IPA, would it be like a milkshake? 
right? Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's definitely got to be some like lactose thing going on here. Um, let me see. It says, uh, yeah, coffee beans, cocoa nibs, lactose, vanilla, unfiltered, keep cold. Yeah, let me uh, let me grab one of these cookies here. Thank you. Thank you. They certainly go together. And those cookies are incredible. Yeah, she just made these tonight. Holy cow. Oh, wow. Yeah, they are good. Yeah, I think your wife is like a cookie queen, and I'm just now realizing it. It's uh, she's she's good at cookies. We've had we've hung out enough times that she's brought cookies that I'm just now putting together that pattern. So there's beer swaps. How about uh, pizza and cookie swaps? I would make that trade. Yeah, <laughs> <No>, for real. <laughs> oh, it's like might be food episode. I know it is a little different, but I'm down. All right, we're we're over time. Taylor's gonna whip my butt if I uh. I end up going over time too too much when he's not around. Oh yeah, I was uh, I was wondering if you were gonna adhere to time tonight or if you were just going for it. <laughs> I can't wait to see his face when we turn in like a two hour and forty five minute episode. <laughs> but we'll see. But yeah, we're gonna take a quick break. You guys can hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back with more pizza, more beers, more might be brews. Hey, it's Jackie from Relatable Radio. I want to talk to you guys about you know me a CBD. This stuff is great, and it helps with my stress and my aches and pains. I've tried everything I can get my hands on, from the gummies, pills, droppers, drink enhancers, and they're all fantastic, and they work. Holidays are coming up. Give the gift of Unomia CBD. It's 100% THC-free, nano-amplified, and third-party lab-tested. You can find them at unomiacbd.com. That's E-U-N-O-M-I-A. CBD.com. Use promo code MBN and you'll get 20% off plus free shipping plus free stuff. They're giving exclusive stuff just to the MBN listeners. So what do you have to lose? Go to UnomiaCBD.com today. Must be 18 or older to purchase. So you've been listening to the Might Be News Network, but you still can't get enough each week? Become our patron on Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash MBN Network to become a patron and get exclusive content now. For as little as $5 per month, you'll get access to extended episodes of all your favorite shows, as well as perks including MBN merch and monthly giveaways. Just want to support the network? Become a patron for as much or as little as you'd like. Get bonus content each week and head to patreon.com slash MBN Network. Your contributions help us make this network bigger and better than ever before. Patreon.com slash MBN Network. Right, everybody. Welcome back to Might Be Brews. There's a John uh, during the break told us he's uh, he's not hitting the sounders enough. Yeah, I, I'm, so, I'm behind the board for the first time, and I'm like, I, I do have these sounders. I just got to actually use them. So. so expect sounders for everything that I say. Everything is just going to be sounders coming. Yes, exactly. Thank you very much. All the uh, the live audience here is uh, is applauding. Uh, hopefully, you're checking out our sponsors, you know me, a CBD. Um, go check them out if you're into the CBD stuff. Uh, enter our promo code. You'll get some... Uh, 20 percent yeah, 20 percent off and it's a legit deal off. i bought i paid money for this cbd i did a lot of research i i decided i was going to go with unomia before they were even a sponsor i paid full price and now i'm wishing i just waited a little bit longer because this is a legit deal 20 percent off free shipping 
Use promo code MBM. I think I'm actually about to get some CBD for my dog. Just take whatever you have left of what you already bought and throw it away. <laughs> and then yeah. then you can buy some fresh. Yeah, that's true. And then that's you get 20% off and free shipping. And they got a lot of new products. I keep hearing Taylor talk about them. They've got um like a multivitamin. You know, so if you're already taking multivitamins, you can get multivitamins from them in gummy form that also have CBD in there. So oh, awesome. You know, keep you nice and, and cool and calm and collected and help with inflammation and all that. But um, E-U-N-O-M-I-A-C-B-D.com. Please check them out. Let's crack a beer. Let's get it going. We're going with a, uh, I'll call it an, an OG, uh, one of the beers that people might have been chasing definitely a couple years ago. It's undergone a name change. It used to be Gandhi Bot. Now it's G-Bot. You know, I, I actually, um, you know, one of the many times that I stopped at a beer store, saw something I was really excited about and got burned because it was so old. I bought G-Bot that was like a year old. Woo! It was a year old. <laughs> Woo! And I drank it, <laughs> and uh, it wasn't bad. It was definitely malty, but I was like, I'm surprised that I like this beer so much for being a year old. I'm really curious to see what it's like fresh. Especially for that style of beer. That's uh, yeah, not something. for a year on that bad boy. It's, yeah. it's, it's got a sweetness to the nose that I got. I just took a, a quick smell. It's almost like yeah, a, it is sweet. It's like a, a candy. Yeah, it is like candy in the nose. At least I haven't smelled. I haven't tasted it yet. I'm interested to see if that's going to that that flavor is going to come through. Oh, wow. That's crazy. That's um, that's got such a unique. It's very, very bitter, but it's like very unique the way that the bitterness hits you. That hot profile definitely stands out as something that like is not common. It's very unique to this beer, I think. It's 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 a really nice ride. Um, there's bitterness there, but it's not over the top. No, it, it, it almost is just in relative to what we've been drinking recently. Exactly right. But it's not in relative to beers of all time. But it gives you a nice ride from from front to back. It's it does have a little bit of sweetness to it, but not as much as I smelled. Right. Yeah, you're right. Not 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 as not as much, but it's it's good. I it's not it's not as good as i was hoping it was going to be i guess i kind of was i was super excited for this and hoping that i was going to like it a lot more than i do right now i like it it's a good change of pace yeah definitely if i you're drinking nothing but orange juice beers this is going to hit you pretty hard in a certain kind of way yeah it it is rugged i mean i I don't know if rugged is the right word but it is a you know full force maybe i don't know i'm trying to think of a good describer i haven't used in a while full force yeah how's that (laughs) Sounds like a action movie. Would you use full force if you were grabbing something? <laughs> I'm looking for the button. I got. Oh go man, I set you up. You can twist it. Oh my god, dude. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> I don't, I think I, now I like the oh my god, dude, better than the grab his dick and twist it. Oh, he's easily. Oh my god, dude. That shit's so funny. This is fun being behind the board. I gotta actually start using these buttons. So let's give a, uh, we got a new pizza here. What'd you do with your plate there, John? You, oh, there it is. You threw it to the other side. So we've uh, got another flavor of uh, pizza here to taste. James, tell us about what we got going on on this, uh, this next one we're tasting. All right. So you guys took the, the lunch meat one. There's sandwich, pepperoni, um, Genoa salami, and then hot capicola. And on this one, I usually use American cheese. On this one, I threw on some Cooper Sharp. Um, is there a green pepper on here, too? Is that what that is? What is that? 
Oh, no. You know what? This one I also threw on um, fried peppers. Yeah, there are some fried green peppers in there. That is so good. Mm-hmm. I thought the pepperoni was going to be my favorite, but this is it's that sharp cheese that's that's bringing it over the top. I think you're right. I think that lunch meat. I love the peppers, though. I think the peppers are, like, perfect. Did you cook them up a little bit, you said? You fried them a little bit before you put them on? No. You know what? In a in a shop setting, I'm, I might do that, but in, in a home setting, small kitchen, I bought these peppers. But they're good. I wouldn't use them if they weren't. Very good. This is a good pizza when it's hot because that the cheese is melted. It's ooey gooey. Um, but also the next morning after you had a few beers mm. the night before. I, I could see that. Because there's definitely a lot of grease with the... Um, with you know natural stuff coming off of this uh, lunch meat, but uh, what do you say was on here for meats? You said there was it's just sand- sandwich style pepperoni, uh, yep. salami, and then hot capicola. Yeah, capicola. That's what it is. Yeah, that goes really good with the beer too. Yeah, it does. The bitterness of the beer really stands up to all those strong fatty flavors from that lunch meat and that pepper. Man, that's a good combo. I just love the format of it, like that that cheese crust, the size of the pizza. Um, the dough, which is everything's so unique about it, it really stands out. But the toppings, like you're right, I think this pizza for sure so far is is my favorite. The the cheese was really good too. Like they're all amazing. I was just thinking like that first bite of the cheese, I really wasn't sure what to expect because I haven't had one of these yet, and I was getting hit with a little bit of everything. It was like, wow, this this is fantastic. But the toppings, man, this thing is crazy, and that cheese is awesome. You said Cooper Sharp, yes, on yeah. this one, yeah. Oh man, it's delicious. It's almost. I've did you? You drank all your beer. You should have saved a little beer to to try. I should that. have because it's, right. it's really nice together. Yeah, I bet I missed out. It's all right. Um, did we rate the beer? Nope. No, yet. we did not. Go ahead. Three seven five. Four even. I'll give it a four two five. It's unique, but not in a. Um, it's not far away from average, but which I like, I, I don't like, you know, crazy. It's not a crazy beer, but it's unique enough to stand out. And I thought it was good. Yeah, no, it is good. I guess. I don't know why I was hoping it was going to be so much better, but it was good. It, so we were just talking about this off mic, but I, I just went to Treehouse again. And every time I go, they're evolving and getting better. I think at managing lines and crowds. So I swear, like every time I've been, the line has ended up somewhere different or has started somewhere different or they adapt to uh, what's going on. But I I had a really good time. I actually brought my family this time. So the kids were there and I know like kids at breweries are like kind of a hot topic right now. Like people aren't crazy about it, but there was other kids there too. We met a really nice couple and uh, the kids were playing together. We sipped on a couple of beers the line moves super fast, um, and it was chilly. It was cold up there on the top of the hill. But the facility is just so beautiful. There's plenty of room. Um, but I just love how like they keep evolving and finding ways to make the experience easier and better for the customer. You were a brave man taking the family there because if that would have turned ugly, you'd have never gone back there again. You're, you're probably right. I was actually surprised because I, I wasn't – it wasn't a must do. You know, I've been there enough times, but I was at a wedding in Sturbridge, which is like the next town over. So it was actually funny. Like 
I, we knew that it was there, but I didn't want to say anything. And my wife was actually like, so do you want to try to do treehouse? And I was like, well, if you're down, I'm down. Like, let's do it for sure. She's like, I think Sunday's the day to do it. Let's do it on our way home. So we, um, we like had breakfast with the family and stuff like that. We packed up and drove over there and got there a little bit before they opened. So we got in line, but like the kids just ran up the hill and started like running around in the grass, you know, kind of out of the way of the line. And then when it opened up and the line was moving, um, they were pretty good. It was kind of neat. Um, you know, where people that were near us were like, wow, your kids are like really good and really well behaved. So I felt like they were just, I was lucky that they were being so good, but, um, yeah, I brought back a handful of beers. We had a couple there. I wish I, I didn't see your message until afterwards, Steve, but I wish I would have realized that my wife was standing next to me and I got double allotment on these stouts. You didn't think about that? No, it just didn't occur to me as an option. <laughs> I don't know how, but she was standing there the whole time. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can only get four of these. And I, I just I, I could have gotten another card and you, had her get an, you know a whole bunch more of these stouts. You could have used the kids. Yep. Get the uh, kids a lot. I don't know about that. But <laughs> but at nine dollars a can, maybe that was a good thing. They were kind of expensive. Yeah. But I actually haven't had any yet. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think that's going to be our next one. But um, I don't know. The, I can't get over this pizza, though. This pizza is amazing. And I just want to keep going back to it. Don't worry, I am. <laughs> so. This is interesting. I've never eaten and on a podcast at the same time. It's a little bit more difficult than I thought it'd be. We did do the uh, cheesesteak one, but that was a little. Yeah, like that was 85 people show. there yeah. to talk. <laughs> yeah, we, that was a little bit different. So I guess I'm going to get into some beer news. Um, I don't know if you guys heard Root Down out of Phoenixville, uh, buddies of ours. They're actually opening a new place in collaboration with Uncle B's Barbecue. Um Uncle B's had a location out on 724 just outside Phoenixville, but they're moving to a new location right on Bridge Street. I'm not sure exactly where it's at. I think it's wherever Root Down's um, beer garden is. That's oh, with like, the, the thing they did during the summer. Yep. I think there's an actual building now that they're going to have there. So that's pretty cool. Look out for that. That opens soon. Um, that sounds exciting. I mean, barbecue beer seems I, to go well together. I've never had their barbecue, but uh, as a barbecue guy, I definitely will definitely want to try it yeah and then i also saw that levante is kind of um sneaking their way into phoenixville a little bit i don't know how to say it if it's new new kitchen i was i'm glad you went for it first because i would have <laughs> but uh, that's what i would have went i would have went yeah. new 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 that's what i'm gonna go with but they've teamed up uh, new new kitchen is a thai restaurant that seems to be getting a lot of buzz in phoenixville and they do not have a liquor license i, I believe that's the case so they're teaming up with Levante, and for the month of November, you uh, can get Levante beers on tap while you're there, as well as um, get cans and four packs to go. So that's that's a pretty sweet that you know people that don't get the chance to make it all the way down to Westchester can uh, get them get a hand of uh, get a hold of some cloudy and cumbersome or some tickle parts. So I definitely want to try that because I want to try some Thai food. I've never had. I don't think real deal Thai food and I feel like it's something I'd like, but I don't want to try it from the wrong place. And then it was just bad, a bad spot. And then I think I don't like Thai food. Yeah, I, I hear you. I don't know if I've really had much Thai food. Uh, I love Thai food. Yeah. Yeah. You ever do a Thai pizza? It's um, it's on my to do list. It's one that I really looking forward to to acing 
What's a popular Thai dish? Like, isn't there like pad Thai? Is that is that is that really Thai? Um, I mean, I've heard of that. I don't know if I've had that one. I've had one I get from a place um, around here. What is it? I don't know. I can't think of it right now. It's all right. Is it usually spicy? You can get it spicy. Usually they offer it at different spice levels. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would like to try Thai food too, just to like have that experience and know if it's something that I like because I'm, I'm really not sure. We should go and bring the families and then we can each order different dishes and get a little, yeah. little tasters of everybody. That's a good idea. We can we can pull that off. But yeah, good for Levante. I'm glad that they're getting out there and... um. And I think it's such an interesting format. Like I think I told you guys recently, I was at um, the Epicurean Garage, and I thought it was neat that the place was. Um, they don't have a liquor license either, so when you go there, you get food, but um, I think they'll actually give you like a Corona for free because they don't have a liquor license. Like they have like a keg of Corona, I think, back there somewhere, and um, or like or like some wine or something like that. But there's also um, they're constantly working with breweries to do pop-ups there at the restaurant. And I don't know. I don't understand the laws that much, but I think there's like a really interesting loophole. Well, I don't know if loophole is the right word, but there's an an interesting way that you can um, easily serve beer under I, like a, um, I don't know what you would call that, like a pop-up format. I, I, I definitely don't think you can sell it. I think that's how they get around it. I think you, they're just giving it to you. No, they're definitely selling it. Are they? But I want to say that, you know, you know, the same way that like Victory does like um, Fall Fest in Downingtown. Yeah. You know, there, there's a really easy way to do like a festival type license, a temporary thing where you can set up shop like um, like Levante and I think Locust Lanes now at Highland Orchards. Um you know, it's just a, a it is an easy way that you can set up shop and sell beer mm. out of a location like that. And I, I don't know exactly what it is, but it, it's pretty popular. And I think it's a neat way for not only the breweries to help spread their footprint and get some more action, but also, um, you know, to help out a restaurant that can have like a really cool event on a weekend or a really cool place, uh, or, you know, just another reason for people to come in and check them out. It would seem like a nice thing for especially our archaic PA laws to be loosened just a little bit. For sure. Just let us have some beers. Speaking of beers, what uh, what one did I open here? I didn't look at the uh, name as it was rolling past. This is from Treehouse Brewing Company. I will not be afraid. Imperial Milk Stout, 9.3%. Um, I will not be afraid is an Imperial Milk Stout brewed with chocolate and coffee. For this beer, we craft a rich and complex malt base featuring U.S., U.K., and German chocolate, caramel, and roasted malts. So very, uh, very cool can. It looks like uh, deep space. Looks like a, uh, a know, might be news kind of space conversation can. Yeah, for sure. Those are my favorite kinds of conversations. The universe beer. is not infinite. Right. But it is expanding. It's expanding. I just saw something recently that said, I'm going off on a tangent now, but um, do it. The earth earth right now was, is in a different spot than it was when, um, when like dinosaurs were roaming the earth, like in the galaxy, like, you know how like 
the um, in relation to the sun or relation to the galaxy to the galaxy so okay. you know how obviously earth rotates around the sun well like our galaxy if that's what you believe <laughs> right <laughs> our galaxy of which is what earth. i believe just yeah. to be let <laughs> yeah. me let me clarify it's a good thing you did but you know what, what do we have nine or ten planets i don't know if pluto's a planet we eight planets i don't know eight if it's not okay so our eight planets also move its way around the um the the solar system i guess so our galaxy actually takes like 260 some million years to make like a full rotation so i want to say that we're either back to the place that we were when like the very first dinosaurs were around but i don't know, i read something like that and i was just trying to wrap my head around how all this stuff works and it doesn't go well you can't no there's no way to reference it there's no way to get your head around that vastness if, if i could turn back time sometimes i think i would like to go to school for astrology because even though like i couldn't comprehend it i would probably just be engaged and paying attention the whole time and fail but you'd be engaged yeah well you know like in high school you really don't pay at least i didn't pay much attention i was more worried about you know hanging out with friends and chasing girls around that's uh very similar to my high school path yeah but you know well, it's, it's funny when you think about it, like now that, you know, you take your job seriously, it'd be nice to go back and uh, learn something. And I could probably sit through a few hours of lectures on astrology. But now we went off on a tangent. Let's get back to beer. So as you were reading off the ingredients in this beer, that's everything that I'm tasting. I'm tasting the coffee. I'm tasting the chocolate and the milk uh, stout. It's it's all coming through. Might be a little heavy coffee for me personally because I'm not a huge coffee guy, but it's still tasty. You know what comes off heavy to me is milk. The milk is it's definitely heavy. Yeah. I don't think I'm a huge fan of milk stouts. I'm going to just go ahead and say that. I, don't, I think I'm just realizing it. That's why I'm saying it like this way. Do you do milk in your coffee? Yes, half and half. Huh? I only do half and half. I don't like sweeteners. I like coffee, and I like to put in a little bit of half and half. Okay. But um, you don't drink coffee at all. I don't drink it at all. You drink coffee? Oh, definitely. Yeah, a lot. What uh? Do you have a favorite? No. Do, do, I, you, do you just? What it, I like it strong, strong black with the sweetener. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just feel like uh, when it comes to stouts, I you know I, I'll say it a hundred times. I just like tar. You know, I like the really thick, uh, you know, roasty type stouts and, and this one's a little sweet for me but treehouse does such good beers i mean this thing does have full flavor you can tell that it's well done it's, it's got a nice uh nice full body well-rounded it does have that thickness to it though it does it does but the the there's definitely a sweetness from that milk that that takes over a little bit yeah yeah this is good but um i think for me one can and i'd be out yeah move on to something else I think all the stouts that were out that I picked up are milk stouts from Treehouse this time. I'd have to go look through the list and yeah. see if they were. Um, what I get? This one is the um, I Will Not Be Afraid. I think it was Impermanent, Homemade. Candy something? Uh, candy Shop. Candy Shop. Yep. Is there so. a 50 cent song, Candy Shop, something like that? I think there is. I think there is. I will not wrap that. <laughs> Um, so since we're on a stout, I actually saw a, an interesting article. Shout outs to uh, breweries in PA for posting the article. Um, the top five 
Pennsylvania Stouts based on untapped ratings. All right. Oh, are we are we guessing? Are we? Yeah, let's guess. Okay. If you were to think of like very popular or um, you know, whatever. Can I get a? Can I get a? Are we doing like? Uh, is there any from the west? Is, is it a lot of east? Just where the breweries are at. Um, both. The first thing I thought of was Storm King, actually, but I know that's not going to be on there. Not on the list. You're right. Yeah. It's not on the list. How old is the article? I think it was just posted this week. Okay. Um, I don't see where it actually was posted or wh- when it was posted, but I just saw it like right on the homepage. So. In Pennsylvania? Stuff? Yeah, Pennsylvania only. All right. So how about the Yingling Hershey's? No, not on the list. How about uh, Tired Hands Only Void? Yes. Gonna have that, that one on there. I'll start with number five. Morning Ritual Spring House Brewing. Never had it. I don't know where even where Spring House is. I think it's over towards Lancaster, but I'm not sure. Um, rounding out the list at number five, Morning Ritual by Spring House Brewing. Another beer that is offered in many variants. This version is quite special. The fifth best stout in PA is aged in Pampy Van Winkle barrels. Ooh. Maple and coffee blend to give it a very unique taste. So that's that's pretty interesting. I wonder what that bottle goes for. You just put Pappy on there and just sell it for $50 a bottle and you're good to go. Yep. <laughs> Easily. Um, number four, which is actually one of my favorites that I wish I had more of, Sunny Side Up from Pizza Boy. Oh, no, yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. Uh, coming in at number four on the list, Sunny Side Up by Pizza Boy Brewing. This rich, smooth oatmeal imperial stout is brewed at 9.5%. Uh, with locally sourced coffee from Little Amps in Harrisburg. You'll get roasted coffee aromas right off the glass. Heavily roasted, nutty, malt taste comes first with coffee soon to follow, which is more dry and bitter than what the aroma suggests. Uh, Coming at number three from Dancing Gnome, Black Clouds Breakfast. Um, Out of Pittsburgh, Black Clouds Breakfast is a variant of their traditional imperial stout. They add Wisconsin maple syrup, whole vanilla beans, and fresh locally roasted coffee for a full balanced meal in a glass. I have not had enough Dancing Gnome stuff. Everything I've had is great, but I just need more. Awesome. Coming in number two, Only Void from Tired Hands. Um, number two? The brewery has released multiple variants of this beer throughout the years, and their version brewed with single origin Ethiopian coffee is tops. The beer pours jet black, almost motor oil, which sounds right up my alley, uh, with a moderate dark colored head. Notes of espresso, dark chocolate, mocha, cinnamon, coffee beans flood your taste buds once you take a sip. I definitely like the straight only void a little bit better than some of the variants that they've come out with in the past. Yeah, I've had some variants that were terrible, and then I've had some that just completely blew me blew my socks off. Completely blew me. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> um, Twisted. What? Yeah. <laughs> and number one, Grand Negro Voodoo Pappy from Voodoo Brewing. Voodoo Brewing, yeah. Uh, I've never even heard of this one. I've heard of Voodoo, but I, I haven't heard of this beer. Uh, topping the list, uh, this Barrel Room Collection is a 12.5 ABV stout brewed with local maple syrup, organic cocoa nibs, cinnamon, sriracha, sriracha chili, chili peppers, and Madagascar vanilla beans aged in bourbon barrels. Again, you put Pappy in the name and it's going to sell big. People are going to go nuts. Have I've, you ever actually had Pappy? No, you? No. You? No. no. I'm not a bourbon drinker. I do like bourbon, but I've, you know, I'm fine with um 
high west double rye or something like that you know it doesn't have to get too crazy every year the uh they put the lottery out through the uh the wine and spirits website and every year i get the you are not selected email oh yeah and i don't think i think i would just sell it you think if so? i won i don't know i i wouldn't I would hopefully like split it with people or something. I don't know because it's expensive, isn't it? Like a few hundred dollars you're or talking, like a thousand. You're, you're depending on which variant you get because okay. there's the ten year, the twenty year, the whatevers. But I don't think I can justify spending a couple hundred bucks a bottle. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I I've got that High West bottle that's been sitting in there for in, in my you know um, my pantry for probably a year almost now. Mm-hmm. Made a couple old fashions, nothing crazy, but. Have you had any of these beers? I haven't. James? No? I think I had Only Void, but it was a while, quite a while ago. Yeah. Only Void's solid. Like you, like we said, I think it depends on the variant. So, I don't know. Ready to uh, try another another uh, pizza? Is it pizza time? What are we doing? Are we doing pizza? Are we doing beer? Uh, Yeah, I think it's pizza time. All right. We got one. Uh, I'm going to save a little bit in my cup here. We've got one variant left. James, can you tell us about this uh, this last slice of pizza we're having? Yeah, it's Brussels sprouts, bacon, and a garlic cream sauce. So no red sauce, garlic cream sauce this time. Yes. Steve, how, how are you with um, Brussels sprouts? I'm good. I like Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts. I'll actually try to get Brussels sprouts if I see them on a menu. Uh, the... East Branch, we were talking about Brussels sprouts. East Branch. Uh, the family and I got them. They were very, very good. Blue cheese, some kind of. Yeah. I forget what they did to him. I don't know if he listens to the show, but there's a local guy. Uh, I think his name's Scott Brown, who I ran into like a few times over and over again at Station Tap Room. And he told me, he was like, dude, you have to try the Brussels sprouts here. And he would just order them by himself at Station Tap Room. Station Tap Room. So we would just end up like sitting at the bar for some reason. Like I think I went two or three Fridays in a row and uh, he was sitting at, you know, at the bar with me and we would get to chatting and. Um, he was, he ordered food, but all he ordered was Brussels sprouts. Like, let me get a plate of Brussels sprouts. He's like, dude, you have to try them. They're ridiculous. And I did. And they are ridiculous. I think they actually, they cut them in half, deep fry them. And then I think there's some bacon in there. Um, I think, I think there's bacon. Um, there's, uh, they do Parmesan cheese on there with like a lemon on the side, like squeeze some lemon in there. It's so effing good. I cannot get enough of it. So this is definitely not a traditional pizza pairing. Uh, we've seen a couple of different uh, out there pairings, I guess I'd say. The Elote's pizza, it's all that one. That one looks very interesting. How do you come up with some of these different non-traditional pizza ideas? Um, mostly just off of stuff I like. Um, but I do put a lot of thought into uh, some of them. Trying, and I come up with I come up with more that aren't good then are good you know I, i'm <laughs> continuously testing and trying all sorts of weird stuff and because it's fun for me it's for me sure um and then you know when i it's just whatever i think of what do you think's like one of the weirder ingredients you've tried on a pizza oh man i've put sloppy joe on pizza i've done the um that sounds good that sound good. Uh, I've done the peanut butter and jelly bacon cheeseburger on a pizza. Um, um, I can't remember them all. I I do one. I, it's called Pagash. Um, there's a lot of information about what Pagash is and everything. 
but it's essentially like a pierogi filling on a pizza with uh, some sauteed onions and then sometimes i add a bratwurst or sausage to yeah. it yeah yeah that sounds awesome i love pierogies do you do any kind of dessert pizzas i uh, i have done a few dessert pizzas i think good the question last, the last one i've done was uh mascarpone blueberries lemon zest white chocolate um i've done one that was like a s'mores with that had peanut butter drizzle and Reese's puff cereal on top. Oh, um, yeah. I, I like to get crazy. That's awesome. That's gotta be so much fun. Just, you know, having like, where does a lot of the inspiration come from? Do you, do you just like, like you said already foods that you like, but do you ever, you know, have a meal somewhere and be like, man, you know, I like the elements of this and I could turn this into a pizza. Yeah. I mean, inspiration just comes from everywhere. Um, just wanting to try to create something and, you know, this stuff isn't, most of it is stuff that would never be sold in a pizza shop. But like I said, I'm doing it for myself. I like to play around and see what I can do. And um, sometimes you hit on something that like, Hey, you know what? Uh, this might be on a menu someday. Yeah. This Brussels sprout pizza is awesome. Actually. I mean, I love Brussels sprouts and you can't go wrong with bacon, but I feel like that garlic cream sauce really just helps round everything out. And it's like a better choice than, you know, going with the red or, you know, like a traditional red sauce. Yeah. I just started using the garlic cream sauce. Um, I used to do the pizza without any sauce and people liked it. Um, but I just started uh, messing around with different sauces recently. And here we are. What other um, styles have you done with the garlic cream? Oh, I, the only other thing I've done with the garlic cream was on a potato pizza. Um, shaved, Thin red potatoes I baked in the oven till they were crispy. Yep. And I put them on top of the garlic cream sauce. And I forget what else is on there. I want to say I've had like a potato bacon ranch pizza that was awesome. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I love styles like this. But this is really good. The, the bitterness of that, um, the bitterness of the Brussels sprout with like the uh, the salty bacon, the... Um, you know, uh, the creamy coming off of that garlic sauce, you know, um, it just really rounds out perfectly. I, I don't know. Every beer here or every uh, pizza here has been amazing. Oh, thank and if this is just like a sample of all the different stuff that you can do, I mean, I'm, I'm super excited to see like what comes next for you down the road. Yeah. I mean, I'm working on something right now that would be really exciting if it, um, if it happens yeah well man fingers crossed whatever it is man i hope uh i hope you know those things work out because i i just would be excited for everybody to get a chance to, to get a hold of this what do you what do you I'm, got over there Steve? i'm more excited for me to eat it than everybody else to be quite honest with you. <laughs> true i feel like um like 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 super privileged that like you know we we were early on to, to get a uh get a sample of this stuff there's definitely going to be some people that are a little jealous that we uh that we had this uh, this whole setup, mm-hmm. especially with the beer combos. Absolutely. Oh man! All right, so let's see how this pairs up with a little IPA. So we've got the Surf, the Great Lakes, uh, other half in Alvarado Street, Imperial IPA, eight percent. I don't remember which one it was, but we had an Alvarado Street recently on the show when I came back from San Diego. Is it bad that I? I don't remember that. No, I, I can barely remember, and I, w- I brought the beer. 
I don't remember if it was the. Um, I don't remember. It's not a big deal. But uh, I think Alvarado is a pretty popular brewery on the West Coast, and and it was interesting when I went into other half um, the location in, in Rochester. I don't know if I talked about it on the show yet, but it was it was just a beautiful space, and the bartenders were really cool. And they were saying we just had a bunch of different breweries come through here, and we did a bunch of collabs. So I think there's this one. I think I've got another collab at home. Um, Degard, there's the other half. Oh. Degard, did you get one of those? I don't remember. Well, then I'm going to get you one if you don't didn't have one. I think it was called like Where Are the Barrels or something like that. No, I definitely. There's didn't no have barrel that one. involved. It's just a straight up IPA. Well, this is a very good uh, IPA. Yeah, this is um eight point yeah eight percent Imperial IPA. Um, yeah, other half in Alvarado Street. It goes uh it goes pretty well with the uh the the garlic and the uh and the bacon in this one too. I think that's another good pairing. The IPAs and the pizzas are kind of going together for me. Yeah, this is a good beer, man. This thing is very very juicy. Um, you know. I think you're on to something. You talk about how other half kind of is one of your favorite IPAs. There's there's just that similar common denominator, whatever it is that goes on with their beer. Maybe it's their yeast that uh, that always stands out, and they just um they kill it, man. I just I love their IPAs. They're really good. But I don't know. I don't know if it's tough. I I think we should we should get like maybe the, we should try this one day. Do like the highest highest rated other half highest rated trillium highest rated treehouse like just try to get a bunch of these like east coast juicy new england ipas that are highest rated and pair them up against each other and see which one we like the best we got to figure out how to coordinate that yeah i don't know how we'll do that considering i don't drive outside of chester county ever (laughs) i was a traveler i was just in sturbridge and hit up uh treehouse but i'm going back to like holliston massachusetts next week so I'm going to pretty much drive past Treehouse again. So I'm like, do I stop? Like, if I can, I at least got to stop and have a beer. At the very least. At the very least. But, like, I don't know if I need to bring another $400, you know, package of goods home. Well, you got to see what they got. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. If it's a juice machine day, you know. You, know. you got to get a juice machine. I still haven't had one. I haven't had one either. Yeah. yeah have you had a juice machine from Treehouse? I don't think so. Yeah. I think it's one of those ones that, like, they just... I think they were. I was talking to people online, and they were surprised that it had lasted almost an entire week. Like they had released it that weekend before, and it was really? still available every day. But they were only selling two cans per person, so that's, that's why it. <laughs> it, it made it as long as it did, probably. But um, yeah, it just ended up turning out that uh, it had sold out the day before. So I got there on a Sunday, and all the juice machine was gone. I figured it came out on Saturday. Yeah, I think it was the Saturday before is what it was. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is, it is crazy, but um, it was just a cool experience, man. And it was neat. Like, I kept telling my wife, I was like, you sure you want to wait here in line? You don't want to just, like, go run off with the kids and do something and explore? And she's like, no, I, I want the full experience. And that was kind of <laughs> neat where she, you know, she wanted to, I guess, wait in line and, and live that line life. So how long were you in line? What was the the total time? I'd say probably a little, a little over a half hour. That's well, not bad. It wasn't terrible, but we got there, like... 15 minutes 20 minutes before they opened okay so it was just standing waiting but the line actually started a good ways away from the building so once they actually opened the doors and let people walk in like when once we started moving up at at noon um we were just right outside the doors 
and you know it didn't take too long to get through that's a smart move uh they start you out and then they open up and then you feel like you've walked a long way it's like oh cool we're moving yeah that, that maybe there's some psychology in that but what's crazy is like we got our beers brought them to the or you know i got my cans put them in the car got back um in the other line grabbed a couple beers you know sat up on the hill talking with this couple and then i'm looking at the line and it's you know one o'clock one thirty maybe and the line's dead so like everybody was there early but if you just come like a, an hour or two after they open like there was no line maybe that's, it was because it was sunday i don't know but that's probably the way to do it i think so let that initial line die down and you can get in there yep i've, I've also been there at like five six o'clock at night and um lines are completely empty you know what i mean there, there's people around there's always people there but right. there just wasn't a whole ton so what do we got did we rate this bad but i don't think I we don't rated think so. this guy i'm gonna go four two five this thing's you know my kind of style i'm loving the other half um flavors going on here this is just a solid solid beer you hit the number that was right in my head i'm going four two five as well yeah i'm gonna go four five i'm really really enjoying this one yeah, no this this is uh this is a fantastic beer. I just had it the other night. I had it last night. I recorded with the uh, the news guys, and um, it's tasting better tonight. Did they try this one? Yes. Yeah, it, it'll be fun for if if you didn't catch it yet this week, guys. Go back to Monday. Might be news. I filled in for co-host Danny, and I brought um, I brought an alter ego. I brought another half beer, and I brought a uh, king of donuts from levante oh you had a king of donuts i brought a king of donuts for for taylor and um so co-host kev obviously every time that he you know drinks a craft beer Ah! (laughs) he uh you know has a unique reaction so if you if you didn't get a chance check it out as well as all the other shows mbn network but guys um we're a little over time here so i think we got to take a little break all right and uh roll into patreon we're gonna crack another other half um i've got an other half stout that i'm really excited to um to share with you guys that i got from the rochester location we got a few more stories to talk about stolen son got a canning line we've got um the whale pod shipper i don't know if you've heard about that but there's the a, it's called the whale pod shipper um it's it's to help you ship beers oh nice um philly beer week raffle uh there's a bunch more stuff that we're going to talk about so if you took the time to listen to us listen to us we really appreciate you but if you want more content check out patreon.com slash mbn network uh james thank you so much for joining us we really appreciate it no thank you and thanks for the za. yeah the pizza man uh incredible great work uh, if if you uh, if you want to follow um, follow James and see what's going on with him as things keep progressing, uh, hopefully he gets a location at some point soon. You can follow him on Facebook at Binge House Pizza or Instagram at James Makes Pizza. Is that right? Yes. So check him out, follow him. Um, I love how you post all the different beers that you're doing. Uh, or not the, I keep saying beers, but all the different pizzas well, that um, that you're doing and testing and all that stuff. So um, check him out, follow him patreon.com slash mbn network uh, mbn network.com check out all the other podcasts you know me as cbd e-u-n-o-m-i-a cbd.com i guess that's all that's it that's it that's all i got see you see you guys next time all right